When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, Sirius XM 80, the ESPN app, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Cowboys win last night over the Seahawks. What's understood doesn't need to be said. <laughs> can't give him that's, nice things, Small. We can't I give him nice things. We cannot give him nice things. That's it. Say it again, Evan. What's that? I said it once. No, it's understood. doesn't need to be said, Smalls. I don't need to say it again. Uh, 41-35, Dallas beat Seattle last night. Just ruined it. With three (laughs) touchdowns. Just ruined it for me. Wait till Kenny's power rankings next week. I can't wait till the Chiefs are in there. What is he going to say about the Chiefs? Can he go with that? We will find out coming up next week on (laughs) Unsportsmanlike. I'm going to have a week-long tease, basically. You all right? (laughs) No, I don't understand why we're here. Why we get us into the segment, my man? Uh, we're here. We're in it. No, we're not. CD had twelve catches last night. Gino with three <laughs> touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Dallas down twenty-eight twenty in the third, thirty-five twenty-seven in the fourth, and down thirty-five thirty when Dak led that seven-play, fifty-four-yard, two-minute and twenty-second, twenty-seven-second drive, twelve-yard touchdown pass to Jake Ferguson on Wisconsin, and they win. Uh, they go up thirty-eight thirty-five. They score again after on a field goal after a fourth down. Oh, well, they had the fourth down prior where it was fail fourth down by the uh, Seahawks there. Dak now 26 touchdowns, six interceptions, two rushing TDs on the year. And so the two main things coming into this game seemingly are the two main things coming out of this game. The grading of the Cowboys, do we, do we believe that they have passed that test of, wow, they can win a big game against a good team? And is Dak squarely in the MVP conversation? Smalls? Where are you on both of those things right now? Dak is squarely in the MVP conversation, and he's going to have his chance to move ahead of Jalen Hurts when they go head-to-head next week. Now, would you really say this was a big win over the Seattle Seahawks? Yes, Dallas needed to beat a team with a winning record, which they did last night, but would you categorize this as a big win or a really impressive win for the Dallas Cowboys? I know Seattle's a good team. They're not a great team. So, therefore, I, I'm yes on the Dak, no on the we've seen Dallas really win a game that matters. That's going to be Philly or San Francisco. For yes, Miles, I'm with you on that one. All games count, but not all of them matter the same, if yeah, that makes sense. there you go. So I guess that's the biggest thing with the Cowboys. They checked the box. They had to get this win. They beat a team with a winning record coming into this game, and they were able to win while trailing in the fourth quarter, right? You're talking about the Cowboys having seven wins at 20, plus, 20 points or more. So being able to win a closely contested ball game against a team with a winning record, I, I think that is a step in the right direction. But I was I came away from that game more impressed with Dak Prescott than it was than I did about changing my outlook for the Cowboys once we get to the playoffs. And here's why. You saw some issues that they've had throughout the season that could potentially cost them in games against good competition pop up again. There were struggles in the red zone. Last night, 4-8 in the red zone. First possession, they had goal to go from the three-yard line. First and goal from the three. Had to settle for a field goal. End of the first half, you got goal to go. 
and you can't punch it in. You got to settle for a field goal, and then all of a sudden you leave the door open for the Seattle Seahawks to go right back down the field and score a touchdown and book in halftime with touchdown scores. Those types of things can't happen. Or how about at the end of the game, getting the ball back with three minutes left and only being able to take off two minutes a game clock, and the Seattle Seahawks didn't have a timeout. I don't understand that. Like a part of being a good team and a good offense is being able to goose a lead when you got it in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't do it. And to make matters worse, on third down in the red zone, Mike McCarthy inexplicably dials up a passing play. I don't understand why you do that. Run the ball. The Seahawks don't have any timeouts. You can settle for a field goal then. Uh, Run the ball. Get the clock under a minute. Kick a field goal and then give the ball back to Seattle with literally less than a minute to go and having to drive the length of the field. I, I just I, I don't understand some of the mistakes that we're seeing from a game management standpoint with Mike McCarthy. And as Nick Saban and Bill Belichick said all the time, good players can't overcome bad coaching. That's the part that makes me skeptical about the Dallas Cowboys. End of half, end of game, red zone woes, those are problems. And it already cost them against the Philadelphia Eagles earlier this season. Remember, down 28-23 to to the Eagles, you got first and five from the six-yard line with less than two minutes to go. And, and you can't – You not only could you not get an opportunity to, for the go-ahead points, F, but you only got two shots out of the end zone with four downs. Yep. Like I, I, you went backwards. I, I, those are the types of things that are maddening. You look back at how they lost in the play- playoff games against the San Francisco 49ers in the game gaffes. Again, the coaching aspect of this, not the X's and O's and the play design for McCarthy, but the game management for McCarthy is why I am skeptical against the, about the Cowboys against quality competition. Can we try – and listen, the beauty of what we do is conversations change – Stories evolve, context alters, right? Yes. As as weeks go on, as we sit here today on December first, for uh, December what? First. First. December first. Which understood doesn't need to be said, obviously. Oh. December first. <laughs> on December first, uh, can we try our best to set parameters around the Dallas Cowboys? And what I mean by that is, what do we deem a successful season this year? A Super Bowl appearance. Championship round. So getting to the conference championship game or better. All right, I'll split the difference. In, yeah, at least a conference championship. Okay. Now, do we think they can get there without home field advantage? No. It's going to be real tough. No. Well, well, let me say this differently. Do I think they can get there without home field advantage? Yes. Do I think they can get there without a home playoff game? No. Okay. So that's what takes us then, if you're going to kind of – retroactively reason with every argument and conversation that we've had today and the opinions being set forth, that's what takes us to last night not meaning as much as next week, but next week means a lot because it puts them in the position to reach the ultimate goal. But technically, and next week, of course, is against Philadelphia, technically, they could shock the world, attain the ultimate goal without winning next week. It's just extremely unlikely. But this is where I got to be honest, as we have these conversations I am honestly confused because I don't know how I'm supposed to look at these games. I'm watching this game last night thinking, hey, they came from behind in the fourth quarter. That's a great job by them. Dak is an MVP. And if all that matters is winning in the playoffs, why do I care that much about next week against Philadelphia when theoretically they could lose against Philadelphia and still win in the playoffs? Now, and I understand, CeCe, your point of, 
Well, yeah, they could, but they give themselves a much worse shot of doing that if they have to go into Philly. All of this is true. But I am honestly, and I'm I'm telling the truth to the entire audience, I'm confused as to how to look at the Dallas Cowboys right now because I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Am I supposed to be caring about the regular season or not? No, the regular season matters, but what ultimately is going to determine success is what they told us success was, which yes. is winning a championship. Correct. And Jerry said as much in the game, uh, before the game against the 49ers. In the lead-up, he said, yeah, we have a team that if the quarterback plays well and the coach does what he's supposed to do, we can win a championship. Why am I going to change the, 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 the bar, why am I going to move the bar or why am I going to move the goalpost when they're telling me it's about winning a championship? So when I watched them win against Seattle last night, I mean, I, I wasn't really impressed. Did they do what they were supposed to do? Yes. Did they check the box? Yes. Did I see something from them that I haven't seen this season? Yes. To all of those things. But the fact of the matter is they beat a team that is inferior from a talent standpoint in Seattle. That, that, that's what it is. But all they need to do is get into the dance, right? Like, if the whole thing is they have to win a championship, they have to get in the dance. And I think they basically have already gotten in the dance. Sure. Oh, yeah. But let's, let's say next week they lose to Philadelphia, okay? okay? Let's not even play out the rest of the season. If they get into the playoffs and they've lost to San Francisco, an absolute beatdown, 42-10, and they've lost to the Eagles twice— how great are you going to feel about the Dallas Cowboys' chances to win a Super Bowl? I totally understand that, Smalls. But again, you're telling me they have to win a Super Bowl or at least go to the AFC Championship game. NFC Championship game, excuse me. That that's what they have to do. So I may not feel great about it, but they're still capable of, of uh, attaining all of their goals. Right, but the games that they could potentially win after that, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, Washington— Ooh. Now, those are good teams. They're not, I don't know if we would put them in the great category. Well, you no. just mentioned Buffalo, right? Let's use there as a compare and contrast. Buffalo is a team that has the same aspiration as Dallas, Super Bowl, or AFC Championship game. They may not make the playoffs this year. Like, think about the difference. If we're going to say, hey, we're going to judge Buffalo as to what they do in the postseason, they may not get in the postseason. If we're judging Dallas by what they do in the postseason, don't we then have to wait till the postseason? We're not there yet. The standards are different for the Dallas Cowboys. Their owner has pushed them to the forefront of every football conversation. As CeCe has outlined, he said this is a Super Bowl caliber team. So when you put those expectations on the table, based on the way your quarterback is playing, based on the talent you have, based on your overall record, yeah, I agree. You're in that conversation. So if you fall short yet again in the playoffs – I'm going to hold you to your own set of standards. And by the way, that's a sign of respect for this team because they are that good. They should be a team that could go into the playoffs and make some noise and potentially make it to a Super Bowl. And if you if you don't do that, I'm going to hold you to those set of standards that you have put forth. Well, thankfully for them, they have a head coach who has proven in the postseason different circumstances, different quarterback, different team, that he can go on the road and win. I mean, Mike McCarthy went to a 1A Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. With and- a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he Do has- we think that – hold on, hold on. Oh, see, I hate when you do. Do you think Dak Prescott is a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think he may be. Oh, there you go. I think I, he I may mean, be. I, okay. I think when it's all said and done, his So you numbers... think Dak Prescott is on the same level as Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. No, of course not. Well, that's, that, well that, that's who we're you talking about. It, right, I know. And I said, different circumstances, different setup, obviously. But I just am not ready to write this team off because they didn't you look really as great. Dak Prescott's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm saying when it's all said and done, you think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback? You don't think his numbers could lead no, him there? No, he's not. If a Hall he doesn't of want a Super Bowl, no. 
If he don't get past the divisional round, yeah, like, he's yeah. not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He could. He's, I'm not eliminating him from that conversation yet. Here's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys. You're right. We should give them credit. It was a great win last night. They're playing great. Dak is playing great. But unfortunately for them, it's not going to matter. When we go to the playoffs and we're trying to determine a winner, Maybe if they beat Philadelphia, we'll have a better chance. We might have a little bit more intestinal fortitude to pick them. We have to pick games. I, based on the history of the Dallas Cowboys and the way they fall short in the playoffs, even despite having a lot of talent, I don't know if I can go there with them yet because right now they don't have a win on their schedule unless they win next week. That really makes me believe that they could do it. Dak Prescott a Hall of Fame? Okay, no, no, I'm still stuck on like I said. I feel like Dak Prescott is closer to Matt Ryan than he is Aaron Rodgers. That's a really yeah. good comment. <laughs> by the way. Like, can win an MVP, go put up some big count. numbers. But I, yeah. Go Jackie? Yeah. I, I, I'm saying yeah. he could. Would you think Pete? differently if he won the Super Bowl, if Matt Ryan won that 28-3 Super Bowl? Of course. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Do you think that's Phillip the thing Rivers with Dak, right? Is that the same thing with Dak? Until he does that, that, we can't we can't go there. Do you think Philip Rivers is going to get in the Hall of Fame? Do you think Matt Ryan is going to get in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Matt Ryan is going to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm just saying he has a chance still. Well, well, here's what I'm saying. Mike McCarthy didn't win the Super Bowl with a quarterback where I don't know if he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He won the Super Bowl with a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers. So when we talk about did we know going that then, up, though? When we talk about going, well, I, I knew it then because I played against the guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying when we talk about going on the road to win a Super Bowl in all of the games, that's what it takes. Like think about it. Eli Manning went on the road in all of the games in 2007. He's going to be a gold jacket kind of guy. Like, that's the level of quarterback play that it takes in order to go on the road as a wild card and run the table and win a chip. I'm glad you don't have Eli. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't get that vibe around Dak Prescott. I don't get that vibe around this Cowboys team. I, I totally understand that. And I would say, by the, and I don't think, I'm not saying Eli Manning or Dak Prescott is better than Eli Manning, but by the time his career is over, Dak Prescott's numbers will be better than Eli Manning's in the regular season. But that's what that, that goes to show you how much the regular season is weighted versus the playoffs. Yeah. Competitive greatness batters. Being at your best when your best is required. We see that on display in the playoffs. It's going to take a hell of a lot better than being two and four in the playoffs. Well, you want the best in the playoffs. Somehow this weekend, we may see the best conference in college football not have a single team in the playoff. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Bowl season is looming. Tune in tomorrow night for the ACC Championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, we are pumped for tonight and tomorrow and then Sunday, noon Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, the selection show, college football playoff. Tonight you have Washington and Oregon Pac-12 Championship. 
But the one that we have been dis- discussing the most this week is the SEC championship because of the possibility, the hypothetical, that somehow, some way, the best conference in America may not have a team represented. Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, joins Pat McAfee on ESPN Weekly and had this to say about the SEC needing to be re- represented in the college football playoff. I haven't paid a lot of attention to it because, you know, we don't really control that. We have no control over that. We have control over how we play, uh, how we execute, how we prepare our team, and that's where our focus is. I think there should be some representation from the SEC regardless of who wins the game. Absolutely. I think this is one of the best leagues, you know, in the country. Uh, And if you're a one-loss team and you play through this league, uh, I think you're one of the best four teams in the country. So there's some kind of way there should be representation uh, because of the league itself and the competition in the league. All right, there's Saban. Rod Gilmore, ESPN College Football Analyst, was on with Freddie and Harry weekdays 3P to 7P Eastern here on ESPN Radio yesterday and gave an interesting take about two teams that he believes, no matter what happens this weekend, should be in the college football playoff. I have Georgia in, okay. regardless of what happens on Saturday. All right. and, and I've got Michigan in, regardless of what happens with Iowa. I think those have been the two best teams um, pretty much all season long uh, via the eye test, and they've increased their top 20 uh, wins the last few weeks. Um, and I just find it hard to believe that, you know, unless it's a blowout, an upset win over Georgia or an upset win over Michigan, I, I don't know that that pushes them out or should push them out of the playoffs. Okay, that is a take I have not heard. I got to be honest with you. No, of, I haven't either. Of Michigan losing and being in now, Georgia to me is a little bit more understandable because of who they're playing in Alabama. But even it's been suggested that if Georgia loses to Bama, they'd be out. Yeah, no, in. He's what he's saying. He's yeah, saying, I know he's saying in, but I'm just saying it's been suggested the other way. The other way, right? That's yeah. what that's, we've been hearing more of. Right. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. So if I said to you guys right now, you had to bet on ESPN bet a dollar this weekend, either two SEC teams in or zero SEC teams in, where are you going? Ooh, I would say zero. I think zero. I, I wouldn't say two. And I have the utmost respect for Rod Gilmore, but I don't think the way the committee rate, ranked the teams and put Alabama at eight, I don't think that they're looking at it in the sense that if Bama upsets Georgia that they would put them in. I think if Bama wins on Saturday, then Georgia's out, and we're going to have a scenario where there's going to be an SEC championship for the first time ever in the college football playoff era not be in the final four teams, which is asinine to me because the SEC is the most dominant conference in all of college football. And even the committee told us so because the SEC has six teams in the penultimate top 25 ranking of the college football playoff. So they're saying that the SEC has better quality of teams top to bottom than every other conference in America. And yet we could be living in a world where none of the SEC teams, the champion nor the Georgia Bulldogs, if Bama wins on Saturday, ends up punching their ticket. I know we really are existing in a world where that could happen, and I can't believe it either. Because if Alabama beats Georgia, and you're telling me one 11-1 team is going to get it and they're going to punch their ticket, and you're telling me head-to-head matters, which is why Texas is over Alabama because of the win they had against them earlier in the season, then why does that same logic not apply to Alabama if they defeat Georgia? And shouldn't conference championship games hold some weight? Should, isn't that what they want? Is this to have a certain level of cachet to it that this win is better than other wins? So I think that if Alabama wins, they should be in. But 
They are ranked eighth, which says a lot about how the committee is viewing this. So I think we might be in a situation where if Alabama wins, we have zero SEC teams. Could you imagine if I told you guys before the season that Alabama would go 11-1, and one, or excuse me, 12-1, and one, win the SEC title game over an undefeated number one Georgia team, the one loss was in week two by 10 points to the 11th ranked Texas team, but they wouldn't be in the college football playoff. Think about if I told you that before the season. The only thing that you could respond with, well, one of two things. You would say, did Nick Saban quit after the SEC title game, or did they get their quarterback hurt in the SEC title game? There's no other logic that if I, if I gave you this before the season, 12-1, and SEC title, only losses week two to an 11th-ranked Texas team, it's literally unfathomable, as we know college football, to think Alabama would not get in the college football playoff that way. Like, how do you even explain this? You, you can't. You can't. You can't. It's why I'm going to continue to say, I, I've thought about this all week. We've had the conversation all week. We, and I've asked the question a million times because it's so relevant. Could we have zero teams in from the SEC? I just can't imagine they're going to be that stupid. I am I, now convinced that this is no longer an, a possibility. I just can't believe. So if I had to answer my own question here, which I'm going to, I have to lean two over zero. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that they would take no team from the best conference in America. That if Alabama, which very well could win tomorrow, we all know that. If Alabama wins, you're telling me you'd bounce Georgia and Alabama? That's what you would do as a committee? You can't be that stupid. It feels like a bad business decision, No. It does. Not feels like it, it is a bad is a, business decision. We want the four most deserving teams, the four best teams, the best matchups. But this is also what is compelling. What do people want to see? And I think they want to avoid another TCU scenario. And, and they were deserving of getting in. But that, these blowouts that we've seen in the playoff aren't entertaining for anyone watching. And I, if I'm the committee... The eye test matters. Resume, of course, matters, but eye test should matter too. And an SEC team, unfortunately, is going up against a higher caliber of talent week in and week out. And I think that uh, an SEC, a one-loss SEC team is very deserving of being in the playoff. Yeah, I, I would argue a two-loss SEC team could be very deserving of being in the but playoff. The conference championship champion of the SEC should be in the playoff. I agree it's with that. It's unfathomable to think. Again, 12-1, and one, Beating Georgia, Alabama coached by Nick Saban, and your only loss is to Texas. And you're going to say, sorry, but go you, home. But you know what the committee is going to look? They're going to look at head-to-head, and they're going to say, you know what? Because Texas beat Alabama earlier in the year, and I believe that game was in Tuscaloosa, because they have that win on their resume, we're not going to let Bama pass Texas if Texas wins the Big 12 championship game. Which is not. They're not going to do it. And to me, that's asinine. I don't agree with it. But – that could be the scenario no. that ends up playing itself out. But then you're telling me that the conference championship game doesn't matter. That's what you're telling me. No, Is no. that really a Smalls. precedent that you want to set? That having a, a top 10 team beat you earlier in the season carries more weight than the SEC championship game? That's it. Be more specific. It's not just the conference championship game that doesn't matter. The SEC the championship SEC game doesn't championship matter? The SEC championship game. That's what you're telling me as a committee? That How? that doesn't carry any weight? That Alabama could win that game and they're still out and somehow Georgia's in? If that's the case, then why does you if, if, if that's the case, if I'm Georgia, why not rest everybody? Why not preserve yourself for the playoff? If the committee's telling you it doesn't matter if you lose or not, you're going to be in? 
It just sets the wrong, sends the wrong message, sets the wrong precedent, I think. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Number to jump in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. All right, you had to pick one. You had to bet a dollar ESPN bet this weekend. One of these two things happened. Either two SEC teams are in or no SEC teams are in. Where are you going on that? 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get your phone calls in, plus a little round of Evan Almighty next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. Along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. CC ditched us, went over to get up on ESPN. Time now for a round of Evan Almighty, and then your phone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, on more likely... Two SEC teams in or no SEC teams in? Where are you, by the way? Did you give your answer on this? I think it's – so we are in a situation where yes. they're telling us it's more likely that there's zero. Yes, you're However, right However, if I have to put money on it, I don't think they're going to be that short-sighted. So I'm going to go with two. That's exactly where I'm going. And so I have a two-part first part of Evan Almighty. Okay. Alabama upset Georgia this weekend – and two SEC teams make the college football playoff, that they will be smart. They'll understand it's a TV show. They're going to understand we all want to see Alabama and Georgia again anyway. So Alabama over Georgia, two SEC teams make the playoff. Next one. Three NFL ones I have coming up here. Oh, great. Next one. Patriots upset the Chargers by throwing 15 times or less this weekend. 15 times or less that they will run the football like crazy, that we will see the New England Patriots upset the L.A. Chargers, and then more likely than not, Brandon Staley out as Chargers head coach. Wow, that was a two-for-one. Yeah, two-for-one, exactly. Uh, Next one. Everybody's talking about that big matchup between the Broncos and the Texans. You already know. 
Russ is going to outplay C.J. Stroud this weekend. Russ is going to have two touchdowns, no picks. Stroud will have two touchdowns and one pick. Russ will outplay C.J. Stroud, and the Broncos will keep the winning streak going. Russ over C.J. on Sunday. And my last one. Okay. A Smalls-ish special on this. Jordan Love will match Patrick Mahomes' play on Sunday Night Football. That you'll look at Jordan Love's numbers, and you'll look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, and they will look similar by the time that Sunday Night Football ends. But, but, Mahomes still wins. Okay. So you're, there's something about Smalls going on. I hope the audience understands this right now. Smalls every week kind of alludes to picking against the Chiefs. I do. But never actually picks against the Chiefs. I think I have once. Are you alluding? Are you doing the illusion of picking against the Chiefs? I would not be surprised if the Packers see, beat see the what Chiefs. she does. She doesn't actually pick it, but does the? I would not be surprised. Here's the thing: I am from St. Louis. We don't have an NFL team, so a lot of the games that we would get were Chiefs games. So I've watched a lot of Kansas City Chiefs football over the past five, six years, and this version of the Kansas City Chiefs offense is a bit sus to me. They have not looked the same. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He's still one of the all-time greats. But there have been some moments, whether it's the receivers dropping balls or Patrick Mahomes with turnovers, that you're just a little surprised by. The defense has been playing out of their minds. Shout out to Steve Spagnolo, And that's been a huge reason why they're winning games. And I just don't know if come playoff time, if you're not getting the top-tier Patrick Mahomes that we're used to level offense, if we're going to see the same thing that we always see, which is the Kansas City Chiefs around the table. I'm just saying they're a little bit more vulnerable than they have been in years past. Pick the Packers. Fine, I'll pick the Packers. There she goes. Whatever. Packers over Chiefs for Smalls. And I'll put a dollar in the jar if if they lose. And I got the Chiefs over the Packers, but I do have Love and Mahomes equal footing on Sunday. And there you go for Evan Almighty. All right, let's get some calls in on the college football playoff. I'm I, I'm excited for this weekend. You really I'm excited. Just bullied me into picking the Packers. How did I, I bullied <laughs> you? Every single week, you always talk about you give this like 85 percent of the way there on the Chiefs because it's still Patrick Mahomes, it's still Andy Reid, it's still Travis Kelsey, it's still Chris Jones, it's still Spack. I mean, like, and it's what do still I always say? What, what's understood doesn't need to be said. You know, he's uh, not in here. Jamin in South Carolina <laughs> on ESPN two. What's up, Jamin? How you doing? What's How you doing? On? First of all, love the show. Thank really, you. really excited. A little skeptical at the beginning, but you know, you guys pulled together. You guys are awesome. Well, so thank appreciate you. We appreciate that. Um, so the must game watch that I, I want to see is the uh, the Alabama game. Like that is, it's kind of like Nick Saban's the big daddy, and you know he's got one more fight. He's forty years old. He's trying to get back in the game. He's going to take his son out and just say, oh, "Look, I still got it." It's almost like Harry Douglas sitting on. Chris Canty's seat and trying to reach the mic. Like, he's just, I, he's going to figure it out. I, he's going to figure yeah, it out. Well, 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 we are with you. We are absolutely game, with you. Both of us believe that that is the game of the weekend. Alabama, Georgia, even over Philadelphia and San Francisco. Jim in Buffalo watching on ESPN2. What's up, Jim? What's up is this is Christmas morning. This is the final table at the World Series of Poker. Rolled into one for college football fans. <laughs> And it's Georgia, Alabama, because if Alabama wins, it's absolute bedlam. And if Michigan loses, it's bedlam to the third power, Yes, which means the committee can give us the best TV-rated game versus the best championship game. What game specifically? What are you, what are you saying on that? 
Georgia, Georgia, Alabama is the is the marquee game. Right, but you're saying you want that again? Is what you're saying? No. No, because when you're like, listen, and when we're with you on that, this being the absolute game that we are most excited about this weekend. But are you saying you would rather see Georgia Alabama again in the college football playoff or no? Oh no, I only want to see one of them in the playoff. Got it. Okay. Because because if 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 Georgia wins, they're in. Well, we know that. We know that, and thanks for the call. I think that that part we know, right? Yeah. If Georgia wins, they're in. Obviously, oh my God, there's a lock the, of a lock. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is if Alabama wins, does Alabama get in, and does Georgia also get in? And the concept of an SEC title winner at twelve and one with Nick Saban as the head coach, and I'm sorry, that matters. Like you just trust Nick Saban in the college football playoff, and them not getting in is unfathomable to me. Alabama, yes, me too. I can't understand it. But numerically, we have never seen a team ranked lower than number six heading into this weekend ever get into the college football playoffs. So they would be the first. Chris in Chicago, listening on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Chris? Hey there. I preface this by I thought I'd never be talking about this or saying this, but if I'm looking season to season, and if Alabama could beat Georgia, I'd be more in favor, depending on how the other games go of seeing zero, and I start going to the one fact of what has the SEC done outside the conference, and unfortunately, you really go back to one game, and I'm sorry, Texas in Tuscaloosa beats Alabama. So how can you say Alabama in that scenario should leapfrog Texas? Because I know if you reverse that, there is no way anybody's arguing, oh, Texas should jump Alabama. But, but Chris, that was earlier in the season. This is a different version of Alabama, and this is definitely a different version of Jalen Milrow. At the beginning of the season, Alabama's quarterback situation was up in question. We didn't really know what was going on. I... I also think, Evan, that time of season matters when these losses are incurred. And I do think that there should be a little bit of a gray area for teams if they lose to a team of the caliber of a Texas earlier in the season when they're in that calibration period for it not to be a playoff ender. I agree. I also think his hypothetical is interesting that if it was the roles were reversed and Texas had beaten Alabama, I'm sorry, Alabama had beaten Texas. Well, and Texas was in this spot, how would we approach it? The problem is Texas doesn't play in the SEC right now. I mean, they will, but they don't play in the SEC right now. And so we are ranking the SEC ahead of everybody else. When you're saying, what has the SEC done against other conferences, I don't care. What has the SEC done against the SEC? Because that's the best conference in America. That's the best competition in America. So I look at it like just based on that conference. The concept, as you well you put it well just minutes ago, they are telling us, they being the, the ranking committee, the playoff committee, they are telling us there is a legit chance of zero SEC teams in the college football playoff. I don't believe them anymore, but they are telling us that there is a chance of that. Al in White Plains, New York, watching on ESPNU. What's up, Al? Always my pleasure. Great conversation. Love you guys. Uh, I am calling, as Evan knows, I am the one who usually blows a gasket. I am calling to restore sanity for the three of you this morning oh. with a simple scenario. Okay. Uh, there is no way, you know, barring injury, Alabama's beaten Georgia. Period. End of story. That defense can't stop a strong win. <laughs> Auburn stinks. They went up and down the field against him. And Kirby Smart, the brilliance of Kirby Smart, 
as good as Jalen Milrow is, and he's wonderful and he's getting better all the time, That's he the will have his scheme set up enough that there'll be a couple mistakes, there'll be a couple turnovers, and I know it makes for great fodder and great talk radio and great chaos. At the end of the day, the best three teams are Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon. Plain and simple, Oregon will prove that tonight, and then you can throw caution to the wind on Florida State if they pull a rabbit out of the hat, and Texas, you know, who will win 55-10. to 10. That's going to be the decision. 55-10, to 10, Texas, 27-21, Florida State. Who goes? That's what it's going to come down to. Al, there is no- Al, you may be right. But if you're not, we hear from you on Monday. I'll tell you that much. You better be calling the show on Monday. But you named the name that, to me, is is the biggest difference in all of this. Jalen Milrow? Jalen Milrow. Because if he's that dude, which right now he he feels like he's turning into that dude. Big time. 20, next year's Heisman Trophy winner, you can guarantee it right now. I mean, ish. But you get what I'm saying. Like, he's that guy. That's where, to me, I look at it a lot differently. That We could sit there and say that Georgia is so much better than Alabama, and maybe they are. But Milrow... F- Fourth and 31, the guy finds ways of winning. Simple as that. All right, I find ways to tell you how you can save the environment and how you can save real American farmers. It's time for an incredibly important message this holiday season. If you want to save the American farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. They are affordable and they are available. Would you rather spend less for a real Christmas tree and assume a farmer is saving their job? I assume so. Or spend more for a fake Christmas tree and assume a farmer is losing their job. I hope you heard me. You buy the fake one, it's going to cost you more. A farmer could lose their job and it's worse for the environment. So think about that if you're going to purchase a fake Christmas tree. Buy the real ones. They're available at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. They're affordable. They're good for the environment. And they help save the jobs of the American Christmas tree farmers. For more information, plus you can participate in cool contests online, go to getrealkeepitreal.com. That's getrealkeepitreal.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. In a world with people like Pat the Producer. Pull your head out of your tailpipe. It's time for a ray of sunshine. Show me you're happy. And Michelle's I'm for it. Show me you're happy. Good smile, guys. It's a Friday. We made it. It's the end of the week. We have an unbelievable slate of football this weekend. There's no reason for us to be angry today, right? Well, we were barely on the air this week, though. I just showed you. (laughs) How many hours did we do? We logged a lot of hours. We're going to have a big big nap today on a Friday. All right. Well, some action last night at the Pistons-Knicks game. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, some action last night at the Knicks-Pistons The Pistons have lost 16 in a row. You know that. Well, let me just tell you about two interesting stories that came out of that game that really have nothing to do with basketball. First, let's talk about Knicks center Mitchell Robinson. He had his high school coach last night, Butch Stockton, in attendance, and he was interviewed during the game and revealed that he's much more than his high school coach. He's also his roommate? Unbelievable story. Here's what it sounded like. Now, let's get back to the fact that you two are roommates this season. How did that come together? You know, first of all, uh, my wife passed away in September. And uh, Mitchell, when my wife's in the hospital, Mitchell came each day to visit her. and came very close to myself and my wife. And after the funeral, Mitchell told everyone that he was going to bring me to New York with him. He said, Coach, there's no reason you stay down here in Louisiana anymore. You come to New York with me and enjoy yourself and get your mind back straight because you know how much you loved your wife, how much I like you loved your wife. And it's just been a great situation, Rebecca, to be honest with you. Come on. That's awesome. I'm that's not going cool. to. Come on. Well, not that it, the wife died, obviously, but I'm saying that's an awesome story. I'm not going to spin that negatively at all. I can't do it. Went I can't do it. Went, I was like tearing up. I know. That. I know. It took a lot for me not to cry Kinda during like that Notebook as well. Notebook of Jace, right? Oh, my gosh. Can, but Can I ask one thing? Oh, can boy. Put the, no, no, no. The video back on. If you look at his hat, I think, does Mitchell Robinson have his own logo? Because it looks yeah. like an it, MR. It is, yeah, it, it is, is an MR. It is. Yep. It is it's a logo. cool logo, but it's, here's my negative spin. Is oh. Mitchell Robinson good enough to have no. his own logo? No. Come on. I did it. No. I did and I did it appropriately. No. Right? No, CC's on board with me. You guys. He's, he's, he's on board with me on this. We said it's an amazing story, but Mitchell nah, Robinson no. 95% nah, of our no. audience doesn't know who Mitchell Robinson nah, is. No. Nah. That's, well, you know what? A, that's, after that's what a, I just learned about me, him, <laughs> after I just learned logo. that he's so close with his high school coach that he visited his wife in the hospital every single day and had his coach move in with him in New York City after his wife's passing, I want to wear the logo because that's the type of person that I want to represent. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I, think, I think that's you by yourself, but that's cool. <laughs> we, 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 I, 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 I respect you being... Being so, different. ladies and gentlemen, Smalls is moving into Mitchell Robinson's guest bedroom. Is I'm sure it's nicer here. than my apartment. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sure you're right about that, too, you actually. Know what I mean? yeah. But isn't that a great story? It's a great story. Great okay, story. Okay, great so story. we're smiling. We're smiling. We are smiling. Well, let's keep it at the same game. At the game last night, Pistons Knicks, there was also another great story that was happening. There was an engagement on the floor at the game. Oh. On the television side, we're going to show you. Look at the happy couple. A little kiss from him to her. He whispers in her ear. He's getting down on one knee. Will you marry me? Her hands go to she her face. No. She's in shock. All of a sudden, oh, wait, there's Julius Randle arguing with the referee. <laughs> <laughs> 
actual shot of the engagement. Oh my God. All you see in the background is Julia Sarandon. That's great. Giving the ref the business. I was at the Knicks Heat on Friday night. I don't know that I've ever seen home fans dislike a home player. More than Knicks fans dislike, dislike Julius, Julius Randle. Randle. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they no. love Jalen Brunson though, and for good reason. What did Jalen Brunson go forty-two, six and eight last night? I don't Something know, did crazy. I don't yeah, know. I was a watching a former game. Nick Obi Toppin for the Pacers against the Heat. Great Tyrese, win for the Tyrese Halliburton. He always crushes the Heat. Oh my! You know, a lot of people think he's underrated. <laughs> Really? You want to, no, you, CC and I have a problem with this. I'm gonna. Sorry, this is positive programming. I think he's, pos- I Let's think he's go. properly. Go ahead. Ready. Go uh, th- ahead. Thirty seconds on this. CC and I both off the air privately get so annoyed when people say, "Boy, Tyrese Halliburton is so overrated, uh, underrated." Excuse me. He's not, he's not underrated. Everyone knows he's great. He's not it's underrated. like saying, you know, Jalen Hurts really underrated. No, everybody knows he's great. Exactly. We all know when they when you're gonna say the guy is underrated, but you've said he's underrated for four years. He's rated. Sorry, Smalls. Sorry. You get it out of your system. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, it's it's out. Out. Okay. All right. Well, DK Metcalf, good. We like him, right? No positive, doubt. positive. I know the Seahawks lost the game last night, but this made me smile. I thought this was really creative and very cool. DK Metcalf with a touchdown last night. So that he doesn't get in trouble for taunting, he's learned sign language. And after he scores touchdowns, he does a little sign language. Last night, the celebration, he did standing on business in sign language as his touchdown selling. That's what tough. do we think? That's tough. That, That's tough. I love That's tough. I love Isn't that. Isn't that awesome? I love that. that I is love. awesome. It's no crazy. negative. Standing on business. I like that. In sign language. It looks really cool. That's very cool. The NFL is definitely going to start finding him for this soon, right? Like, definitely going to. That would be amazing. Why would they find him I mean, for terrible, that? Because they find know. people for everything. No, they can't find They're him for definitely that. Going. It's, he's taunting opponents. He's in using the sign language. I, don't, I love that. They're going to find it. Sign language translator, and they're going to start finding. <laughs> they him. do that's so lame. Yeah, exactly. That's super. They lame. That, would, that, that would be that would be no Harry fun Hill. league for sure. Well, they are known to do that. That's so real. maybe Pat's right. I also want to give a shout out to Bronny James, as we know, the son of LeBron James suffered cardiac arrest during a team workout in July. He underwent a successful surgery to prepare a congenital heart defect. He's been cleared to play. He's going to come back after a final evaluation with the USC staff because he plays for the Trojans basketball. He's going to have his return soon. LeBron already let the Lakers know when his son makes his debut, even if they have a game that night. Family is first, and he's going to be in the house to watch Bronny play. I have no issue, and I'm not a LeBron guy. I have no issue with LeBron missing a game for his son's first game. I promise you this will become a thing, though. Of course it will, but I, I think it's amazing. I promise you it'll become a thing. Yeah, this is going to be – it will become a thing, but I have no problem with it. I actually love this for LeBron. Me too. Let's not pretend that the regular season means more – because the NBA players tell us the regular season doesn't mean that much, right? With all the load management, guys sitting out, guys missing games. For whatever reason, we're really going to hold this against LeBron James that he would miss a Lakers game to be at his son Bronny's game after he just went through cardiac arrest and they didn't know whether or not he was going to be able to get back to basketball? Correct. Are you kidding me? Of all things to argue about, that should not be it. I totally agree, but I was just thinking about something. Technically, if he misses a national TV game, does he get fined or is he out of that? Because he's- I Man, think LeBron he'll James won the, the damn league. Yeah. Let me he'll tell you something. Let me tell fine. you something. Let me tell you what ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Adam Silver ain't gonna find LeBron James. There's rules for all the other NBA players, and then there's rules for LeBron James. Well, Maverick can make it back if he goes to the bookie and makes bets. Oh my bets god! Against the oh my god! Night. I can't believe you said that. That's a report all over the place. Guess, guess you won't be on the shop anytime soon. <laughs> I do need a haircut. 
LeBron, Mav, can I? I do need a haircut. <laughs> Before I go anywhere else, do you want to put me on the shop for a haircut? I'm, I'm as small as I can. I'm sitting back. I'm, you know, you we, this started out deal, so good. You deal we with were him. smiling. You deal with him. It was positive. Something you happened do, with him, I heard. Deal, on Get Up. We're going to have to get to that as you well. You deal with him. like Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.